This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus BeGambleAware.org. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up plays it in. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yes! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have Burnley are level and deserve to be. Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Revan, head of this Friday's clash against fellow relegated side 
Watford at Vicarage Road. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough on this one. I think it's the toughest test that we've faced so far. Obviously, like I've just said, they came down from the Premier League with us. They've managed to keep hold of all their Premier League stars so far, whereas we, of course, have shipped them all out. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing in terms of will they lose them on the last day of the um, the transfer window, and then you know, and then and then be up shit creek basically, or or have we done the right thing in getting rid of all of the stars earlier so we can plan and sort it out that way? Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a tough test uh, regardless. And I tell you what, this one's if you if you're a regular on the on by listening and watching, then you'll you'll have seen these lads before. It's of course uh, the lads, uh, the Watford fans from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Watford podcasts are always good value and it's quite a long chat as well. So um, instead of just me banging on for a little bit here, I'm going to get straight into it because it's around a 40 minute chat, which will make this podcast around, you know, an hour long if I sit here gassing for 20 minutes like I usually do. So we'll get straight into it. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. And just like that, we are joined by Watford fans, Justin and Pete. You will recognise Justin, of course. He's from the Watford podcast, so do not scratch your eyes. Normally joined by Carlos as well. He might jump in at some point, he might not. But lads, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, you doing, mate? All good. Nice Very to see good, you again. Yeah, it's not long ago, is it, since, you know, that Josh Browner winner, since we uh, pretty much <laughs> oh. relegated, yeah? But, you know, it's not like I can brag. It's not It's not like I'm playing in Cup, because we went down as well. Let's talk about that relegation. Are we, are we all over it? How are we feeling now we're uh, into a championship season? Yeah, over it, mate. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. honest, I was over it. March, <laughs> February. <laughs> I, I, I think I knew it was going to happen, so it was kind of an inevitable slide down. Um, yeah. It was no surprise, was it really? It was probably more of a surprise for Burnley, wasn't it, than it was for us? Man, honestly, that's probably the worst I've felt on the turf in my entire life. I was thinking about this the other day, this morning actually, because I kind of knew this topic would come up tonight. Obviously, we were both getting relegated. And I was trying to think, like, what hurt more than that? And getting beat by Blackburn 5-0 is up there. <laughs> um, but I, I was about 12, 13 at the time. So I don't remember it that well. I, I think I think it is... Oh, I tell you, no, I tell a lie. The Carling Cup semi-final, when we were three 0 up against Spurs, and we had gone into extra time, and for some reason they changed the rules that year. We 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 it was four one at Tottenham. Then we played them at the turf. Come back three 0 You think away goals Burnley three, but no, not that year. Away goals don't count till after extra time that year. So it's into like the second half of of extra time, and I'm thinking we're going to do it. We're going to pull it off. We're going to pull off this amazing miracle, and then Pavlichenko scores. That's probably the worst I've ever felt on the turf thinking about it. But I'm I'm kind of over it a bit now. You know, we've got new gaffer, entire new squad. That's kind of helped relieve the pain in a way. Um, well, but it's, well, it's I'm, a weird I'm, one. I'm delighted to be back in the championship. We had you know 19 home games. We lost 15 of them. You know, yeah. we looked like we looked like we were going to upset the apple cart and actually kind of. Uh, defeat this uh, this team in Claret and Blue. And then, of course, you guys kind of went, yeah, two set pieces, bang, 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 done. Yeah. And it was just, oh, thank God for that. For a moment, we thought, 
reality was standing still. But no, 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 normal form had been resumed. So I'm happy to be back in the championship because the premiership is a long, joyless, soulless slog against the man cities of this world. So no, no, yeah. no, no. no. And you, you boys will be used to it a bit more, won't you? Obviously, this is your second season, I think, in the championship in like the last five, six years. So you you've obviously done it, but it's it's one of them like you've got good memories of the championship. The last two times you're in the championship, of course, you went up. Like the championship's a good season and enjoyable season if you're doing well. If you join one one at home to Rotherham and you're down in seventeenth, that's that's not enjoyable in the slightest. But obviously, you must be feeling a bit more confident then this season that it's going to be another enjoyable season. Well. Oh. Oh, by no means. No, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. We, we, we still have the ability to cock it up big time, I'm sure. But it, it's, uh, I have nothing against the championship's ability for you to be playing um, as we did with Gianfranco Zola's last game. I mean, that was all glamour and wonderful. And then we played Yeovil at home, who were kicking along the bottom and they did us 3-0 for fun. Uh, that's what the championship can do. It can still kick you in the proverbial. But yeah. it's it's, you know... The, the processional kind of, you know, yes, it's great to see Mo Salah turn up and kick us about again. And yes, it's wonderful to see Pep Guardiola's wonderfully coached band of uh, 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 expensively assembled mercenaries. I just want to see a football match. And so far, we, you know, even even uh, our, our game against West Brom, where Ismail Asar, one of our one of our, our potential better players, did nothing apart from score from about 60 yards. I realise how stupid that sounds, but yeah. that's that's pretty much all he does. So we, we kind of we can either, you know, kind of burn hot or or, or or freeze extremely cold. And we did both on that night. So the, the, yeah. the championship still has its ups and downs. I just enjoy yeah, it more. It's... One, there's more games for a start, which is good. There's more games, but that in itself brings a bit of a it, that can be a slog in itself, can't it? Plays Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I don't know about you boys alike. I, it's when, when you're going on the turf, like it's it's a bit colder up here than it is down there. Not that much, but you know it is. And when you're going on turf and you're walking onto turf and it's pissing it down and it's freezing at middle of January, middle of February on a Tuesday night. I hate the Tuesday night games because of that. That can be a bit of a slog. That side of it, I don't like. The Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday sort of vibe. Yeah, I kind of get that. I kind of get that, to be honest. But mind you, so far we've had Monday, Monday, Friday on our matches. Yeah, we've only had one We've only had one Saturday so far. So you'll be one ahead of us. We had Friday. Now, obviously, we're having Friday again. And then we had Saturday against Luton, actually, who, who obviously... Yes. I'm sorry yes. for swearing to you boys. Um but yeah, it's we we don't tend to be playing that much on a on a on a Saturday as it stands at the minute because the game coming up in a few a few weeks against West Brom that's going to be on on TV. So we tend to be getting similar to you selected for TV quite a lot, which mm. can be annoying. Yeah, can be, especially if you're sort of programming your life around matches and they suddenly change and you go, oh, but I'm yeah. doing something that day now, so I've got to yeah. change. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, no, I just, I just think football, you know, or life, I should say, without football is fairly pointless. And what I couldn't stand in the Premiership was going, oh, we're coming along to, you know, have we got a second home game? No, we've got another international break. Oh, God. So actually yeah. getting getting 11 games under everybody's belt before we hit the international break at least gives it a sense of momentum with the premiership it's like it just it just felt like the moment you you thought something might be moving in the right direction oh no they're all buggering off to azerbaijan or somewhere else to go and play football that i really don't care about um so i no 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 i don't mind that my don't mind the tuesday nights but obviously it's balmy down in watford on a tuesday night in the middle of january yeah, yeah. But, but I, <laughs> yeah. I get your point i get your point i have done i have done turf more in winter on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it wasn't warm. I grant you that. 
Fair point. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to my life. It's pretty much that. Pretty much from in about two weeks until until May, it's it's going to be like that for me. But let, let's get on to the actual football then and, and the season so far for you boys. Obviously, Sheffield United you beat on the opening weekend, was it? Yep. Yeah. So yep. that they're a team quite fancied. You know, you beat them at home. Your first home win since nineteen twenty eight, and then of course a decent point, albeit. I'm going to say somewhat fortunate because on a balance of play, I think West Brom were probably the better side. But of course, you should have won it with the penalty. So, yes. what are your feelings going into the, into the, into the? Sorry, not into the game, but your feelings on the season so far. Are you happy with how you've played? Are you disappointed? Just well, uh, well, certainly, I don't think I'm going to let Saar take another penalty. I think if he steps up, we should all just invade the pitch and stand in front. Yeah. No, somebody else take it. Um, it's it's very early, isn't it? I mean, I think the Sheffield United game we we played well. Um, we we counter-attacked for our goal really convincingly, scored a nice goal, held on, it was fine. Last night, slightly different thing. I think we got kicked off the pitch for a lot of it. don't think we got much out of that game, you know, in terms of possession. Was it the last, what was it, the last 10 minutes we had 31% possession or something, Pete? It was, 30, it was 33 overs overall. It was poor. Terrible, terrible stats. Um, you know, we do need some something else in the midfield. That's fairly obvious. Um, we do need to start getting um, Hassan Kamara on the other side, uh, on, onto the left, and um, get um, you know that new guy. Who's that? What's the name of that new guy? Begins with G. Gaspar. Gaspar on the, on the right hand side, uh, wing back, and, and just you know try and try and play a bit better than we did because that was poor last night. And when he missed that penalty, um, I actually I think it was a fair result one all in the end. I think if we'd have won yeah. that. It would have been on crime watch, to be honest. Um, because we would have got away with murder. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very early at the moment. Obviously, are we going to keep Dennis and Saar? Who knows? I mean, they could they could be off. I read today. Fingers crossed you sell them like... before Friday, obviously. No. <laughs> no, I want to keep them before. <laughs> the, 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 the problem is we've been expecting to sell them. And yeah. the our, our transfer activity has been fairly meagre. Although we have bought in a couple of forwards, they're, they're nothing to really shout about, seemingly. And... In preseason, we weren't we weren't kind of getting any goals, and then suddenly it looked like we weren't selling them. They were brought back into the preseason kind of mix, and suddenly we started scoring in preseason, and they're there. The problem with both Dennis and Saar, but especially Saar, is as and we describe him all the time on the pod as he is a player of moments. You know, he he he's he, you know he's not going to take a penalty again unless we put the penalty spot somewhere near the halfway line. Then he might give it a go. You know, this yeah. is what he is. He can do the ridiculous beautifully and then he can do the mind the mundane like go and kick the ball from 12 yards and he he looks like that kid that you'd pick last you know um yeah so uh, so he's one of those uh dennis can create something out of nothing but he also had half a season where he seemed to kind of lose his way a little bit i mean he was on fire for the first half and we thought we're never going to keep him in january we did but we also didn't let him go to the AFCON. So it was like, oh, God's sake, you know. So it'll be really interesting to see whether or not those players have those moments and can spark something on uh, on, on Friday against you guys. Because there's every chance they could turn it on. There's every chance they could not turn up. Yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed for us, obviously. Obviously, it's a latter. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pleased to announce, by the way, that we do have a fourth guest. Here he is. is. Carlos has joined us. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Good evening. Sorry. Uh Many IT issues this evening. Many always, IT issues. Always fashionably late, is Carlos. Yeah, it's better late than never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just, just obviously, we'll just end Carlos chatting about um, Sar and, and Dennis in your front three and, and how good they are and, and stuff. But I just want to ask the, the, the group as well now. Is Obviously, I said 
in an ideal world, they wouldn't be playing. Obviously, for Rose, obviously, you three will obviously want them to play. Is there any news at the minute that they could be gone before Friday, or, or should we just prepare to, to get absolutely, you know, I'm going to say bullied by this front three, but we'll see what no, happens. I mean, I mean, you saw the goal yesterday that Saar scored, and then on the other yeah. hand, missed a penalty. So he'll definitely be playing on Friday after that. Um, no, I don't think so. I, don't, I, I, I think... Um, if they're going to go, it'll go towards the end of the, the transfer window. So, I, I'm, unfortunately, I think you'll be facing those those front three. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I think I think we might get some joy in the middle against you, but we'll talk, discuss about that in a minute. Um, my worry is our back line is quite inexperienced. You know, obviously, we've lost Tarke, we've lost Collins, we've lost Ben Mee. I don't know if it was one of you boys, actually, that, that said to me on the podcast towards the end last year, I was saying, oh, if we keep Collins at Championship, we'll be right anyway because he's not played much, so nobody's going to want him. And one of you lot said, well, we thought that a few years ago with so-and-so, ended up playing a few times because someone got injured and then we sold him. That's exactly what happened with Collins. So yeah. we've lost quite a lot of, of experience. Obviously, Pope is gone as well. So do you think you can get some joy against our inexperienced defence? Uh, Luton, for example, that they got some joy just by pumping the ball long and pumping it into the box. Mm. Well, we might do that because uh, midfield is pretty ineffective at the moment. So that might be a tactic <laughs> that, they, uh, that we employ, just bypass them completely and do long passes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's, it's still very new, isn't it? It's still a very new yeah. season. Uh, they're under a new manager. Um, although a lot of that team was was the championship team last time we were in the championship. I was sort of looking through the all of that players team last night. Huh? All, all of the team last night were here last season. So and, and a lot of them played in the championship the season before. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and these the yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's it is hard to tell really. I'm I'm still not quite sure what Rob's tactics are because uh, if they were tactics last night, they're horribly wrong, and he needs to rethink them. Um. So yeah, I think I think going forward we look all right. So uh, yeah, you're, think, you're, your back should be worried. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you flood the midfield against us, you'll have a heyday. That's, yeah, yeah, I that's, think that's all. Yeah, I think that's, that's that's the one. I think that's what we've got. That's what we've been doing so far. We've been playing the likes of Cullen and Cork and Brownell, and then Bastien or, or somebody like that. And 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 he's he's one of the new lads. Obviously, Cullen is mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I do think there'll be there'll be four people in there. Um, so I do think we might get some joy against that. And I, I was pretty worried about this game. I still am because I think you'll get a lot of joy with your front three against our inexperienced back line. But when I saw how leggy your midfield was last night, especially towards the end. But we might get some joy here. I still think it'll be tough for us to get a result like we did last season. Um, but what are you boys thinking then in terms of midfield? Obviously, Pete, you mentioned if we flood the midfield, we might get some joy. That it looks like it's going to be the way that we're going to play this yeah. season. I, I think you're underestimating how leggy we looked at the start of the game as well as at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, if there's one thing we bring, it's consistent <laughs> legginess into midfield. No, it's yeah, the reason I mentioned about the fact that this team, the, the, the starting 11, this team, we're all there. We haven't brought anybody in. There is no freshness to it. All of these guys are, to use one of the people who calls into us, tainted with this relegation. And last year we had a glass chin. Now we suddenly look a bit more robust from set pieces, which, you know, uh, uh, cliches aside, you know, kind of hopefully bears us in good stead against you guys because it was our, it's been our Achilles heel in terms of defensive uh, midfield. Where we have scored our, our two goals in the season so far have been a massively fast breakaway if you push up on set pieces Sheffield United conceded from a corner and we have got some rapid 
fellas up front. You know, yes, they're good, but they're also incredibly quick. But also mm. then a 60-yard, you know, miracle goal. There is very little consistent, ah, that's how we play thus far. We need to really get into that. But if you flood the midfield, unless we do some 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 changing from last night, um, then I don't think we'll have a foundation to, to really unleash those three up front. Yeah, fair assessment, lads, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Who's that guy you've got? Matt Matson, is it? Matt Matson. Uh, yeah, from Chelsea. I'm known from Chelsea. The left back, left left winger. He looks, he looks good. pretty good, doesn't he? He does, I, I, I was yeah. watching. I was watching the highlights of your game, funny enough, against them. And um, I, I thought he looked pretty good, that Matson, actually. He looked quite tidy. Yeah, so. he, got, he got mad of the match. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, think yeah. It's, I think it's going to be an interesting game as well, because Burnley, let's not forget, I mean... They've played a typical way for so long under Sean Dyche. So that there's there's a whole new culture there as well. You know, we're yeah. under Vincent Company now. And I and I think we're similar in the in the fact that, you know, we we've changed managers left, right, and centre, and we're now trying to, you know, find this whatever we are, um, you know, our, our identity as it's called. So I think it, you know, on, on paper, um <clears throat> I think Burnley are the stronger side actually going into this. Um, you know, in, in terms of the business that they've done and, and, and what's there, but I do agree with your 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 def- your defensive frailties um, and our on our front three. But I think working the way back, if you can, as Peter said, flood that midfield and and push on to us, I think you're you're going to be actually quite comfortable. So who knows? This will be a nil nil. You know that. Now I've said all that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'll take that. I, I will take nil nil down there now. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm worried. But you mentioned it there, Carlos, about the fact that we've completely changed our identity, completely changed ethos, completely changed our style. Pete, you just mentioned earlier, bit of a cliche, but if you can do some joy against set pieces, uh, bet, you're better at set pieces now. You'll get joy against mm. us. Mm. We're, we're we're poor at set pieces now. Like we had a, so many corners against them, as you call them, at the weekend, <laughs> and, and, and not one of them, not, not one of them was a good corner, but normally, like, you'd expect, you know, a decent ball in and talk, or Ben, me attacking it, whereas now, we're passing it around, we're keeping possession, in the in the two games that we've played, we've had over 70% possession, 70% possession in, in both games, but obviously, you mentioned there the business, you mentioned that, that the culture's changed, what are you thinking about Burnley, and, and, and what they've done this summer, because it's, it's, it's so different from what people are used to, we've got rid of the, you know, Brexit football, typical set piece, that sort of vibe, to like now bringing in continental players, there's a Brazilian in the squad, for God's sake, you know what I mean, you just wouldn't have thought that with Burnley, and it's, I'm just wondering what you all think of like the massive change that we've done, because obviously we've changed the gaffer, we've changed pretty much every player, lost, brought in 10 players, lost 13 I think, just wondering what you're all thinking of the business we've done and stuff this summer. I think it's a really interesting move because if, if you're going to if you're going to move away and decide that you know Dice is no longer there, there's no point trying to bring in Dice 2.0. It's time for a reset. We yeah. all thought that at the end of last season, I mean, uh, you know, and as I mentioned, our season was horrendous. So we were talking about a reset from about January onwards. We, we were thinking that we were going to see these players move out. Now I've just described, we've got the same players there. And there's a certain uh, there's a certain kind of fatigue involved with that. Now we, we're sitting on four points. We've had a game, a win at home, and we've had a, yeah. you know, a point away where, you know, any point, you know, against somebody like West Brom is a good point to have. So, you know, there, there's a there's a kind of a, 
paradox in all of this. But, you know, fundamentally looking at, at Burnley, there feels like there's a freshness. There's a kind of, a, oh, what's this? There's a curiosity. We're still waiting in the transfer position because Zar and Dennis not going, not freeing up funds, not necessarily having to be replaced. And therefore we're now kind of, we're kind of top heavy. We're playing three up front, whereas our manager really wants to play two with one in the middle, which is why we're lightweight in the middle. Um, that, that, that isn't there. So, I mean, I, I again, also watched you uh, taking on uh, a, a excellent, by the way, excellent use of the word them and appropriate <laughs> and well used. Um, and, and it felt, it felt like, you know, the, the, the guys on the, you know, in, in the stands were kind of, okay, what is this? Where is this going? And you've got to, yeah. you've got to have that, that, that freshness. If you're going to come down to the championship, you might as well do something different rather than just kind of repeat the same old, same old. And I think that's what a lot of us would like to see. But as I say, we're still on four points. Yeah, we were linked with Chris Wilder quite a lot, and that would have been just dash 2.0, wouldn't it? Mm. So it's good to see us going a completely yeah. different direction. Obviously, you've mentioned as well the fact that you keep, you're trying to sell or you've tried to get rid of you know Dennis and Saw, and you haven't been able to yet, and now they've kind of been brought back in, just shoehorned back in. All right, it's worked. But obviously, what do you think about the way that Burnley have got rid of... All right, Tarky's contract went out and so did Ben Mee's contract, but Collins has been sold, Pope has been sold... Corney has been sold. They've done it early. It's hurt, you know, to see these players leave and be unveiled. But, you know, they've done it early and we've been able to bring other players in. Do you think, wish maybe you'd have done that with Dennis and Saar? Or you yeah, kept well, I, I said this. Sorry, go on, go on. I was going to say, well, I think we wanted to. It's just that we haven't found a suitable buyer for either of them. I don't think yeah. we're keeping them because we want to keep them. I just think it's the price tag's been too high yeah. or or whatever. Or, the, or the, you know, the, the move hasn't been right. I think, you know, they could go any moment up until the transfer window and same thing in January. Mm. So, yeah. I, I said uh, not not so long ago, actually, it might have been uh, to the, the West Brom guys that we were talking to, that it will be so, so Watford-like to get rid of both Dennis and Saar right at the end of the, the transfer window and there not be a plan B. There not be, you know, we, 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 you know we've spent, uh, well, I've only just joined this uh, conversation, but you probably spent a fair bit of it talking about Dar. Uh, Dar, Saar and Dennis. I made a, <laughs> I made a player up there. Yeah, yeah Dar. Yeah, exactly. So ben, he, he, after his penalty, that was what we were calling yeah, him. So. Yeah, I was calling him worse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, talking about Saar and Dennis. And we we might not have them, you know, in, in at the end of this month, basically. Um, so if we don't have them, what's plan B? And and that's a big fear, fear of mine that if they do go, we're, we're not going to be talking about them. And we've still got a frailty in midfield. And we've still got a frailty at the back, and then we haven't got much going forward. So that's going to be a long, hard season. Cat went flying there. Was that the cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the cat. I thought it was a chair or something. If, if ever we're recording anything, he goes, Oh, this is the time to come in and nose about. So. Kurt Zima got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> uh, just looking ahead to the game that obviously we mentioned the fact that Burnley might get a bit of joy in midfield Watford might get a bit of joy up front um, how are you expecting it to go because obviously Carlos you've said you think Burnley coming into the game stronger and probably the opposite opinion to be fair that this is the game I've been worried about the most since the fixtures were released in like the opening five or six games obviously just come down kept all your players so what are you two sort of like feeling? Justin, I'll start with you. How, how are your emotions going into this game? Do you think Watford are in the better position, Burnley in the better position? How do you think it's going to go? Hard to tell, isn't it, really? Uh, it's yeah. going to be, I'll tell you one thing. I'm more confident about this game than when I spoke to you last time. 
because yeah, I think last time I said to you last time, we aren't going to win this. You are going to win it. We are going to be terrible. And that's what happened. This time round, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we might have more of a chance, but it's it's so hard to tell. It really is hard to tell. Um, it depends really with what, what we do with um, our lineup. Are we going to start putting Kamara on the left and Gaspar on the right? Um, are we going to stop playing Tom Cleverly in the middle? and put maybe Dan Gosling there or someone else, because Cleverly just, just doesn't look as if he's enjoying being run around for 90 minutes. Um, so I guess it depends on the, the start. If I see the starting lineup, I'll go, that probably looks stronger than we put out again against West Brom. It, but it's so hard to tell. I just feel more confident now than I did last time I spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The, pro- the problem is we're, we're playing wing backs, but because we're playing three up, it's almost like a 3-4-3. Three, um, Yao Pedro, who's been the pick of the forwards. I mean, for all the mm. Sar and Dennis of great reputations, Yao Pedro is he's going to be the player out of the th- out of the, the, the three for my money at least. But we'll see. It means that we're lightweight in the middle, and we've also got wing backs. So what what West Brom did was play one up front. They played five across the middle, and they played four at the back. So they kind of went man for man, and then the fullbacks pushed on. So they basically outnumbered us on the wings, and they outnumbered us in the middle. They flooded the midfield. And there was there was no response to it. Um, everybody kind of appreciates that that Rob Edwards is new to this level. He's new to the club. He's new to the players. But our one of our wing backs, as as Justin mentioned there, when he said about getting Kamara back on the left, he was our player of the season last year. We signed him in January, and he absolutely pissed the player of the season award. That gives you an idea about how bad yeah. it was. He is the most left-footed player that you could imagine, and that's great on the left. We're playing him right wing back. So we've got an imbalance in terms of what we're doing and how we're playing um, that, that needs to be evened out. And it's not going to be done at this moment for us while the squad is still being finalised. They still need to do quite a lot of, 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 of shoring up in there. So our own yeah. imbalance, I think, will give you a lot of opportunities. And I imagine, knowing Vincent Company, he will want to, as you say, kind of play continental football and flood the midfield. Makes sense? Yeah, I, I feel like we're in similar positions. And again, like we was last time we did the show, obviously both staring down the barrel of the relegation. Well, you more so, but in the end, both went down anyway, so what does it matter? But yeah. I feel like we're both in similar positions. Both got new managers, both still finding their feet at this level. The squads are both yet to be finalised. We need a striker. We need another centre-back, potentially uh, you know, uh, another winger, but I think we've got enough of them. It's just some of them may not be up to the quality. There's a youngster playing on the wing at the minute. Uh, he's been fine as Costello, but you know his end product's not there. So I feel like we're in similar positions, but you mentioned Rob Edwards there, and I've just mentioned him again. What are your thoughts on him so far? Are you happy with the appointments or that way it's going, or are you just going to sort of like bat it off and say it's too early to tell? I mean, it's too early to tell what you know what he's what he's going to end up like. But I, you know, from from previous experiences, and, and the guys will back me up on this, where we've had uh, Roy Hodgson and bloody all the other 149 managers that we've had recently, it is uh, we we want a change at the club. We want to we want to yeah. an identity. You know, we we want to get behind somebody and have and give somebody an opportunity to go and show what they can do. And I think the majority of fans understand it's not going to be a quick thing. There are going to be bumps in the road, and but it, it's how the owners of the club react to that in the long term, and not you know not going bin him off in you know three months time um, or, or around Christmas because we're just outside the playoffs or whatever it might be. But I, I, I really do think that we we need to get behind him because I I actually like the football he's trying to play, but he yeah. there is there's a number of 
little jigsaw pieces that he's missing to be able to play in the way that he wants to. And I think if he can get those in before the January transfer window or, or, or find a solution at least, then, then we'll be all right. But, it, you know, it, it really does depend on what we do from here to up until the, the close of the window. I think in terms of personality, he's spot on. I think he's yeah. um, he comes across as someone who genuinely cares, that wants to perhaps take more of a role uh, within the community than our previous managers have seemed to, or sorry, head coaches have seemingly wanted to. Um, you know, he comes across well in interviews. He's the polar opposite, really, of the guy he's taken over from because Hodgson was just dreadful. He's, he, you know, he was, he was horrible with the fans, to be honest. Um, he, he had no personality whatsoever um, and he was just awful to, to, to be around. So I think in terms of personality, this is the sort of manager we've been looking for for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we just need to make sure that the board go, OK, whatever happens, we're going to stay with him. And if necessary, who's got an ice cream van? Can yeah, you? ice cream that's van. Me. That's me. That's Mr. <laughs> Woodby going past. Trust right. me. Trust me. Normally, I'd be out there chasing it, but that's fine. around here off, there we go. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. I think the other yeah. thing, the other thing with with uh, uh, Rob Edwards is that they wanted somebody who was going to be more ambassadorial, and he's extremely photogenic to the point where Sky are now sending better looking reporters to interview him because otherwise it felt like there was an imbalance. So it, it, he's saying, you know, in fairness, he's saying all the right things. Uh, you know, he's making sure, and I know this will sound pathetic, but last, you know, when we played West Brom, he made all of the players go. Yeah, over I was going to say traveling that. faithful. Yeah, and he stopped, them. He stopped and, them going down the tunnel and yeah, pushed and, them. Yeah, exactly. And building a connection. And some, uh, you know, obviously a lot of our players aren't homegrown. They don't really, you know, it's just not necessarily something that's culturally there. He's trying to build the culture. This is one of the reasons why everybody's behind him and trying to trying to do that. And obviously for a club that its modern version of the club has been built on the back of Graham Taylor, who when he came to us was a young manager who'd, who'd only recently won the fourth tier. Rob Edwards has done exactly that. So there, mm. there's lots of little kind of pieces whereby lots of people are wanting to give him time. But obviously the the the, the lack of ability to keep the ball against West Brom was indeed quite alarming. Um, so, you know, it's always there's always a kind of a people will moan, but nobody is coming out and saying, you know, any any, any changes. We don't want that. We want to we want to stick with this guy and give him a good, good backing and, and move forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long you do give him. I think it is about time that the Watford board gave a manager, you know, a bit of time. I think we've spoken about it every time I've get you two on, on the show. Um, <laughs> but why do you keep sacking your managers and stuff like that? But it would be interesting to see you stick by a manager. But it's it's been a good chat. I want to get some predictions. But first, I just want to say, I don't think you've intentionally done this, but you did this last time. I've left this chat feeling a bit more confident. But You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because and, if, because and in the, the 87th issue, minute, you understood why. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Last time when Justin was saying you will win, I'm like, oh, I don't know, mate, we've been dreadful. And you're like, you'll win, I promise you, you'll win. And yeah, afterwards, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you were right, to be fair. But obviously, you mentioned there you've got issues with the midfield. 
you mentioned there you, you struggle to keep the ball against West Brom. We, we are a team that so far, like I said, has had 70% possession in both of our games. So we again, we might we could end up doing that, and you, but then you could break as easily. So I, I do still think it'd be a bit too much to win the game for us. I'm going to predict 1-1. Let's go around and get some predictions for the game. Justin, I'll start with you. But what are you thinking? Well, I'd like to think we're going to get a home win. Um, so I'll go for 1-0 home win. Based on, I think, that we might score a goal and be defensively minded <laughs> enough to not let you, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's opened up all the way around. I, I called a draw yesterday yeah, for, yeah, for the West Brom game, and it was. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a draw again. I think, I think you looked more cohesive, especially in the second half against uh, them. Them. Yeah. Um, uh, th- than we did. And I think we've got, uh, you know, w- w- we've got Tom Cleverley in the middle. We need to, we need to swap him out uh, because he cannot play three games in, you know, a, a what, 14 day period for us. So mm. I'll go with the draw. Two all. Yeah. Oh, two all. Bloody hell. Uh, no, game. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to go one all. I'm going to agree with you. I think, I think, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I think after after watching that West Brom game yesterday and 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 how they flooded that midfield and we and we were you know giving possession away left right and centre, I can pretty much put money on the fact you'll do the same to us again. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd be happy actually with a draw. I'd take a draw. Yeah, I'd take a draw right now. Should we just call it quits and take a draw and call it quits? I'm happy with that. Point yeah. each. Yeah. Don't yeah. Even... Don't even can bother you, coming down. Yeah. Can you imagine how much we're saving in petrol? I mean, this is exactly. The 250, no, I've got to say 250, it's 222 miles from the turf to Vicarage Road. I checked earlier. So it's, like, what, it's 444 mile round trip. That's a joke for a Friday are you, night. Are you coming, are you? No, because of that reason. Oh, that reason. Far for a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Far, it, honestly, I was going to go. I haven't been to Vicarage Road since a long time ago. Well, I went to Vicarage Road. Who, who were it who scored against us? King? Marlon King? Oh, wow. well, against us. Uh, that's how long ago uh, how long ago it was. Uh, it's changed a lot since then. It's changed a lot that's since a bit, then. Yeah, the, nice yeah. the first yeah. game the first game I took my, my lad to who's who's now 17. He was a tiny at the time and it was uh, it was played over Easter and it was a three all. I think Scott Armfield scored the scored the equaliser. Yeah. You guys yeah, the last yeah, yeah. And there was one of one of your travelling faithful was resplendent, resplendently blessed uh, dressed for, for Easter as Jesus with full robes, hair, beard, and cross. I mean, he went full on. <laughs> yeah, um, my son, my son was like going, oh. So he just <laughs> he just expected for about three years every time we played Burnley to Jesus for Jesus to appear in the away end. So Jesus remember, is a Burnley fan. There you go. You heard it here there, first. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I still remember that. I still remember a video of a guy. I think he was in like one of those, um, the old like little scooters. He's an old guy and he was coming past the Burnley stadium. And the the reporter goes up to him and says, Oh, yeah, yeah. How how you you fit? Yeah, I'm bloody awful. And then he just. (laughs) (laughs) The story behind that is it was middle of COVID that. That's why I think the old guy or the reporter had a mask on. But they just they just released a survey, sort of like saying this is the happiest time of year or something like that. Or this is the the northwest is the happiest area in the country. And he went, "Are you happy? No, I'm not. Bloody pubs are shut. Yeah, bloody pubs are shut. It's awful. (laughs) just off he went. (laughs) Toddled off. Yeah, love it. Yeah." Yeah. That were funny, Brilliant. that. That were funny, that. Uh, speaking of predictions, though, obviously, it's still quite early in the season, so I'm getting a lot of people to to predict who they think is going to go up and who they think is going to go down and where their own club they think is going to finish. 
as Ooh, well. Like because, it. Yeah, it's it's Trot. one of them, isn't it? We're in a similar position to you. It's all up in the air. I am still pretty confident we'll be top six minimum, mm. but it's still it's early. It's early, and I, 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 it, I, if we finish tenth, I won't be I won't be like overly shocked. So we'll do the predictions. We'll go the opposite way. So, Pete, you're second again, so nothing's changed for you. But, Carlos, you're first. <laughs> Sorry, my life, mate. Second, yeah. nothing changes. Um, yeah, for, I mean, for, for Watford, top six, I think, is, is a must. Um, yeah. Especially if we're able to keep hold of who we've already mentioned, Dennis and, uh, and Saar. Oh. Um, so, yeah, Dar, yeah. So, um, yeah, top six for us. Who's going to go up? Um, God, it's a tough one this year, isn't it? That is a tough one. I think... Sheffield United will be up there. Uh, yeah. West, I don't think I, I was at the West Brom game. I don't think many teams will beat West Brom at home this season. I, I really don't. I think they they will be in the mix. Um, you guys, us, God, them up the road could be in and in and around uh, again. After watching them last week, I think I think they can be in with shout of top six again. Football inside, aren't they? Unfortunately, it's <laughs> really annoying. It's really I'm annoying. Really want to meet them in a playoff final. That is yes, my I was just thinking then it could be us to win the play. We could be doing a pre-game show before the playoff final in the middle of May. I wouldn't fancy that. That'd <laughs> be all right. Oh. I don't mind Burnley. Yeah, <laughs> not, them. Play not, them, not them at Wembley. My God, no, Wembley no, no. won't be there afterwards. No. Um, and going down, I you know um, I think the teams that have come up, Rotherham, I think all will probably struggle. Um, yeah. I've got a sneaky suspicion. Um, who else is down there? Who has come up? I'm trying to bloody think now. What? Oh, Sunderland will be Sunderland fine. will be all right. I think, they'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, they'll, they'll be. And Wigan. Yeah, Wigan. Wigan could get dragged. Yeah, Wigan could get dragged dragged into it. It's that that league's bonkers though, and it, it's so hard to predict because you know you can be in the bottom half, win three games, and you're pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's Look at just, Forest, yeah, it's so so mental. So yeah, I, I didn't really answer that question. So uh, over to you, Pete. Cheers, mate. No, I, I, I think we're going to be sound because I think Richardson, their uh, their manager, is is pretty damn good actually. And they got they got a result up at Carrow Road, which not many people will do yeah. in the championship this season. Um, no, I, I I I agree. I mean, we did a uh, we did a, a preseason thing with with Benjamin Benjamin Bloom, and he said that all of the parachute teams, you know, he thinks there's going to be a glass ceiling behind beneath us, guys. That's going to be hard to get into because there's such a. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. There's such a, a difference in in kind of uh, the, the resources. The problem is, and I've, I've already said I love being in the championship because every game is you know potentially winnable, potentially embarrassing, but it's not. It's just not facing the the, the horde from you know uh, you know Manchester, you know uh, City or, or or Liverpool. I nearly said United, but yeah, that was many years ago. Yeah, um, ten years ago. Whereas now it's there, so you know, I always yeah. There's always a team who will come through and be potentially stronger than you might suspect, and um, the, the 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 blue and white halves near you might might do something. This come season. on, don't do that um, to me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I won't tell you who they are, but only only team in the championship with yeah two wins. Yeah. Yeah, so, you remember though? I don't know how much you paid attention to the championship last season. Personally, not a lot, but obviously they get giddy over in. The horse land, horse fiddler land, they, they get quite giddy. And they had a good start last season. They had a good start last season and they got giddy and they're getting giddy again. All right, they've got a different gaffer this time. And I do think I do think he's a better manager than whatever his name is. I can't remember who, who they had last year. Mowbray. I think he's yeah. a better manager, but I don't think the, the squad's not good enough. They've, especially the sell Diaz, which apparently they might be doing. If they keep him, they'll be, you know, they might, might yeah, be the top eight. 
Yeah, that's, but it's, I, I do still think that they've not got enough depth. They've not got enough depth. I do remember coming up to you guys back in the 90s and going into the cricket club for a drink and behind the board it said Helsingborg Supporters Association yeah. who, who who had played them in the you know, when yeah. they were in Europe. And I think, had, I think done, I'm still there, you know. Done them over. I was like, oh, no, it's yeah. quality. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, a great host that evening as well. So there we go. Uh, going Social up, still there as well. Go, still a good place to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good pies in there. Been up there a few yeah. times. Go, going up, I think it's 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 take any of the pick of that. I think Chris Wilder knows what he's doing, yeah. um, and, and will be supported because Steve Gibson is just one of those managers that uh, those owners who just keep keep supporting every single manager he gets. Uh, we'd love one of those. That would be cool. Um, so, so, so we'll see, and it depends so much still on what happens between now and the end of August for everybody, and then again in January. So, uh, yeah, I'll say uh, us and Burnley one and two. Take that. Right Let's now. play to the audience. Why don't who's, I? who's yeah. one and two? We're we're one and Burnley are two. Is that is what? You're yeah, saying? yeah, we yeah. Let's let's us win it this time round. We we <laughs> all we always come second. You know what? I'd, I'd take that right now. I'd take it right now. If it means going up second and you win it, fine by me. Fine. Yeah, I'd have that. Yeah, but then you've got the whole misery of the Premier League again the next year. When <laughs> we're talking about relegation and. I mean, it's, it's, it is a pretty fruitless thing, this trying to get promoted. Because you, it's, well, I know that. We know that. We know that. If it was my preference, I've I've already described, yeah, well, you know what I've described getting promotion to the premiership as. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a thankless task to get there. It's a, it's a raffle you just don't want to win. So, you know. Look at look at Forest. Means. You know, look at Forest, the money they yeah. spent. And anyone that, anybody that saw them against Newcastle, Dear God, I mean they—they they, they look like they're in serious trouble. And they, you know, I, I, somebody told me they—they put a bid in for forty million for Gibbs White, who was at Sheffield United, the, yeah, the Wolves yeah. lad. Yeah, it's crazy money to to pay yeah. for that. That's mental. So yeah, it's, it, Pete's right. It is a it is a lottery that you don't want to win, really. Hmm. Yeah, and I think I'll, I'll just go with what they've said. To be honest, I think we should be in the mix, and um, let's just hope we don't have. You know what? I'm yeah. I'm glad you've done that because we're we're pushing forty minutes now, and that that's that's for, that's for the actual interview itself. That that's that's good. That like I said, I, I I think I predicted at the start of the season, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough, but then I've not been overly impressed with them at the start. Obviously, Sheffield United lost at your place. Mm. Um, Middlesbrough lost against QPR. So I, honestly, it could be anyone between Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. Um, not them, but your them, not our them. Your oh, them, no. I think, will be right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let, them will be there, not the horse fiddlers. I think horse fiddlers might might be lucky to finish top ten. Um, going the down, horse fiddlers. I think, <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, if you, if you just Google, if you Google Blackburn I'm not and horse, horse fiddling. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Just don't do it when you're at work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And Carl, going down, Carl, Carl's got history with horses, so don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and going down, I think Blackpool will go down. Reading and oh, Northern. Reading. Yeah, Reading. Yeah, they're in big trouble. Good call. Yeah, yeah I changed yeah. mine. Reading. Yeah, they're what, going down. What, yeah. what, what makes you think that uh, Paul Ince managed Reading will be going down? Oh no, I see what you've done there. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, he is to football management what I am to dieting, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you for coming on, lads. It's been a pleasure. Just before we do wrap it all up, uh, Justin, I'll let you do the honours. Where can everybody find your podcast, find you on socials, find you on YouTube, that sort of thing? 
podcast anywhere you can get a podcast we're there at, at dnsye underscore podcast uh and i think that's probably the same for twitter and instagram i think we're just dnsye on facebook uh give us a follow give us a like we normally follow back or like back um we're quite good like that so yeah um and uh, obviously if you see us uh, around the ground come and say hello because we're quite yeah, friendly really definitely 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 thanks for coming on justin carlos pete it's been a pleasure and we'll see you later in the season. Stuck back for Arfield. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up takes the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kelly! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.